0: Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, and welcome to Recall This Book. Today, uh, your hosts are me, lifelong sci-fi fanatic and devoted Lu Xixian fan, John Plotz, and my friend, Professor Pu Wang, author of The Translatability of Revolution from Harvard University Press, and recently tenured associate professor of German, Russian, and Asian literature here at Brandeis. And we are especially honored today to be interviewing the renowned Chinese science fiction writer Liu Cixin, author of the best-selling and also really, truly mind-bending science fiction trilogy, The Three-Body Problem. Last year, my colleagues and I organized a one-day conference about that work. And today, Mr. Liu is here at Brandeis to receive an honorary degree. So we are so pleased that he, in turn, has honored us with a visit to our underground uh, den. So Mr. Liu, uh, hello. Uh, (laughs) Neha huanying. Neha. So Pu and I have written these questions together, but I'm going to ask them in English, and and Pu is going to translate Mr. Liu's responses. So let me begin with our first question. When you began to be a writer, what sort of things did you write? And when did you begin to write science fiction?
1: So my experience of writing actually was quite simple. Uh, I only wrote science fiction. I started with science fiction, and I ended up being a science fiction writer. (laughs) So I started as a big fan of science fiction. And in that sense, I might be the first generation of Chinese writers who uh, engaged science fiction self-consciously, which means uh, we wanted to become science fiction writers as such. Uh, Here, I wanted to uh, uh, further clarify the differences between the fans of science fiction and the writers of science fiction. Mm. Uh, I was a big fan of science fiction, and that was a new uh, subculture uh, uh, in China. And I was the first generation self-conscious fans of science fiction. But science fiction writers, of course, uh, existed uh, much uh, earlier than uh, I started my work, uh, but I think in terms of a subculture of science fiction, uh, we were the first generation that uh, 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 generated that kind of se- uh, self-consciousness. Yeah,
0: uh, actually, Mr. Liu, I do have a follow-up about that. That's really interesting. Can you talk about what, um, how? you how that subculture existed was it connected by magazines or was there an online culture or was it books that you read in translation or books uh, by other Chinese writers like what was the material connection that you had that that made you a a fandom a part of a fan group
1: so I uh, started my uh, 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 fascination with uh, science fiction when I was a primary school uh, student. That was still the final years of cultural revolution. Mm -hmm. So there was no uh, uh, cultural landscape of media as we know today. Uh, And uh, there there was not even the concept of science fiction yet in China. So back then, what I read uh, was the translated Chinese science fiction from Uh, the 50s, the periods of early People's Republic, the early Socialist period, Mm -hmm. that was a relatively uh, culturally open era. Um, In the 50s, a lot of uh, Western science fiction works were translated into China. Those books uh, belonged to my father. Mm -hmm. And during the Cultural Revolution, those books were no longer considered uh, 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 orthodox enough. Politically orthodox enough, uh, so uh, uh, my father just put them uh, underneath the bed. So as a young boy, I just uh, 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 sneaked under the b- bed and started <laughs> to read those works among those authors: Jules uh, Verne, uh, uh, George Wells, uh, and uh, also uh, Soviet uh, science fiction writers. No, oh, yeah, Soviet science fiction, interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, was that community? Was
0: that pretty much all boys who were part of that fandom, or boys and girls together, or men and w- young men and women? Who 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 were the other fans of science fiction?
1: So uh, th- this reading experience of mine was very private, very mm, intimate. I see. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Uh, back then, I didn't even want to uh, uh, let others know I was reading uh, uh, this kind of books. Yeah. So. Were, were there any other young boys, young girls uh, doing the same thing? Yeah. I don't know, because uh, this kind of reading just made me just like an isolated <coughs> island. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you. Um, so I think this second question is, is related, but it's a question of what writers had an influence on you, and you just talked about how you came to know some of them, and then the question... Related question is other artists whether there were poets or painters or filmmakers Who also had that kind of impact that you're describing with Jules Verne or HG Wells? So um,
1: I would like to divide uh, uh, The writers of great influence on me into two categories. One is the mainstream? Uh, canonical writers the other is the group of science fiction, writers. Mm-hmm. so uh, when it comes to the first category of uh, mainstream canonical serious literature, the biggest influence was Golden <coughs> Age Russian literature. Mm. Tolstoy was definitely uh, one of the biggest influences. Yeah, so uh, I once had an a misunderstanding or mi- mis uh, uh, perception of uh, my uh, fascination with Russian literature. I uh, attributed this fascination uh, to the historical. Uh, uh, conditions because uh, in that era uh, uh, Russian literature was quite dominant uh, uh, on the Chinese uh, cultural front and uh, I uh, I once believed that uh, my love for uh, uh, Russian revolution uh, what Russian literature was also part of uh, 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 this uh, cultural uh, uh, movement Uh, but why uh, 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 think again why look back again Um, the most intensive literary reading uh, uh, of mine uh, uh, started to take place during my middle school and high school years. That was already the, uh, the, 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 the beginning of uh, the age of uh, reforms, of opening up. Uh, a lot of Western uh, uh, literary works were introduced, translated into China, including a lot of uh, uh, Western European and uh, North uh, uh, North American works, in addition to Russian works. So... Uh, 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 uh taken uh if we, we, we take uh, uh this into consideration then probably uh, my my love for Russian uh, literature, especially uh Tolstoy's uh, huge influence on me, uh is attributed attributable sim- simply to my personality. Yeah. It, so
0: that is so fascinating. I'm I'm reading uh, War and Peace right now and uh you know it just remembering the capacity to build the world, like yeah. the way that Tolstoy creates yeah. the war spaces, the peace spaces, yeah. they seem to be disconnected, but then they're together. It, can you talk more about how Tolstoy, how you compare your own work to Tolstoy? That makes a lot of sense to me.
1: The same here. Uh, my favorite Tolstoy is also War and Peace. Ah, okay. That's the biggest <laughs> influence on me. Uh, I, I think there are two two reasons why I love War and Peace so much. Um, the first one, of course, is the panoramic totality of the uh, historical world that Tolstoy created. That kind of grand narrative is simply powerful for me. But another reason is also the Russianness of this work. Uh, deeply rooted in its uh, uh, Russian spirit, uh, there is a Sense of profundity that really overwhelms me. Mm. In my later work, uh, there are always echoes and shadows of uh, Tolstoy's War and Peace. But uh, 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 for me, these are simply, simply very, very uh, 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 low level uh, parodies uh, mm. that cannot even uh, uh, begin to mm. match uh, Tolstoy's uh, uh, profundity.
0: Mm. Okay, so I think that connects the final part of that question is about philosophy or spiritual writing and in a way you've described Tolstoy as having a philosophical effect on you but other but whether there are other
1: writers of philosophy or... Before going to the question of philosophy and spirituality Mm. I want to go back to the question of filmmaker Mm. Kubrick Mm -hmm. is my favorite. Of course 2001 is a classic. I love, but uh, all, all of his works uh, have a lot of influence on me. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think uh, uh, this year is the 60th uh, anniversary of the making of to- the 2001. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for... 50th, yeah? 69? So uh, for uh, uh, for a fan of science fiction like yeah. me, uh, this film is uh, has the status of uh, uh, as the bible yeah. so last month uh, in Beijing mm. uh, uh, together with many other uh, uh, science fiction writers and critics uh... uh I saw the digitally repaired version of uh, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, I just saw it too yeah. with my daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and all of us yeah. were like uh, <laughs> pilgrims, yeah. not just um, uh, moviegoers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have uh, um, many poets and uh, 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 paintings, uh, uh, painters that I admire, but in terms of influence, uh, they cannot compare to uh, what I have just mentioned. Okay. Great. Right. Um, so now, uh, let's turn to the question of uh, philosophy and mm-hmm. spirituality. Mm-hmm. In terms of religion, uh, I'm, a, I'm an atheist. So I don't think any uh, religion has a particular uh, bearing on me. So let me focus on the, the philosophical mm-hmm. influence uh, uh, I've received. So, uh, philosophy has a profound uh, uh, impact on me. Because, uh, in my view, uh, if we compare science uh, and philosophy, which one is closer to science fiction? Actually, mm-hmm. philosophy is closer. But I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, okay. So if we take science as a worldview, then according to this worldview, there's only one single image of mm-hmm. the world. Uh, but philosophy is entirely different. Uh, every philosopher has his or her own world picture and every world picture is so different from the other. Mm -hmm. So if we have an alien coming from outside this universe, they're gonna totally be puzzled by the debates between uh, our philosophers because it doesn't feel like they are talking about the same world. So in this regard, philosophy is closest Mm -hmm. to science fiction. Um, Because uh, different uh, writers of science fiction are striving to create different uh, world images of social formation, of history, of the universe. Of course, uh, the way I receive influence from our philosophers might be different from uh, 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 other people's uh, pursuit uh, of uh, philosophical insight. For others, uh, they might want to find um, the truth in a philosophical discourse. But for me, uh, every philosophical discourse uh, 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 will be uh, judged by one standard, that is whether it's interesting, mm-hmm. whether there's a story <laughs> to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, a, a, a really curious uh, outcome of this is that s- um, some uh, radically opposing uh, philosophical schools have equal influence uh, on me. Uh, For example, Idealism, of course, is so vastly different from uh, Materialism. Materialism, But for me, they are both uh, uh, sources of inspiration.
0: Mm. So I think this connects, actually, to our next question, which is about the Chinese term Kewan, which is an acronym meaning Science and Fantasy. So the question is about science as a concept or a discourse. Um, It can refer to a discipline of national sciences but also it designates a method shared by disciplines. And Mr. Liu, I think this is what you were just talking about with positivism or empiricism in science. And it also means a worldview, a way of thinking uh, and reasoning and of modern enlightenment. But, and this is important for science fiction, it is sometimes confused with technology, um, which creates its own kind of world picture So as an engineer, as a science fiction writer living in this post-Einstein technological world, what is your sense, what is your definition of science? (coughs) Uh,
1: This is indeed a very complicated issue, especially when it comes to science relationship with technology. Technology, yeah. First off, uh, technology precedes science. Uh, Way before... Mm -hmm. the rise of modern science. And there were uh, uh, so many uh, uh, technologies, so many uh, technological innovations. But today's uh, te- te- technological uh, saturation is uh, deeply embedded to the development of science. Mm-hmm. So basically science, uh, contem- in, in our contemporary world, science sets a glass ceiling for technology. So the, the degree of uh, uh, technological development is predetermined by the uh, advances of science. Uh, but what is uh, remarkably interesting here is that uh, how uh, technology becomes so uh, uh, interconnected with, with science. Mm-hmm. In, in ancient uh, Greek world, uh, science develops uh, 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 out of logic, out <coughs> of reason. There's no kind of uh, uh, reliance of science on technology. So uh, the big uh, game changer is uh a uh, 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 methods of uh, uh, putting experiments into place in order to prove a, th- a theory and then put, mm-hmm. putting theory back into experimentation. Uh, starting from there, Science uh, uh, had to rely on technology. Yeah. Uh. So the this kind of reliance becomes stronger and stronger uh, up, to, uh, up to date. Mm-hmm. So the today the frontiers of uh, 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 physics are totally uh, uh, conditioned in the development of technology. This is unprecedented. Right. Uh. So um, back in China, uh, there has been a huge debate about whether we need to build a new uh, accelerator. Uh, but the investment on this uh, uh, construction uh, uh, has a uh, press tag of uh, uh, one hundred billion RMB. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, what you can get was uh, today's uh, technological uh, accelerator uh, is still far far away from uh, what you need for a uh, uh, experiment uh, 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 in the most advanced physics yeah. the difference is uh, 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 11 zeros yeah so uh, there is a kind of a poetic nickname for this difference that is uh, a desert of physics mm, mm-hmm. so uh, because this huge gap the most advanced theory of modern physics cannot be verified or uh, uh, disverified. Therefore, uh, this is a major symptom of uh, science reliance on technology.
0: I know we have so much to talk about, but it would be really interesting to think about mathematics in this respect too, whether you think of mathematics as among the sciences or in a kind of uh, uh, perpendicular relationship because mathematics doesn't need that kind of empiricism. Like people do math by computers, but mathematics, it's interesting to think about, do you think of math as among the sciences or sort of next to the sciences?
1: It's it's curious to, to see uh, which side uh, we want to be, because some people will say uh, mathematics does not belong to science. Mm-hmm. But even if we say mathematics is part of uh, 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 science, uh, mathematics is an exceptional case, because uh, it does not rely on technology. So uh, the following up on the science reliance on technology, uh, I would like to point to a, a very paradoxical uh, phenomenon. So right now we can see uh, uh, technology is based on the, the advances of uh, science and science uh, has to rely on uh, uh, technology for self verification uh, if there, is, there 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 have has ever been a kind of uh, uh, a really good uh, 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 secularity here uh, I would like to say that's the golden age of modern uh, uh, physics in the early uh, uh, 20th century mm-hmm. but we have today, Uh, what we have today might be a vicious circle. Mm. Uh, That is, uh, actually, science and technology are mutually limited by each other. And I would like to even put it uh, in this way. They are mutually locked by Mm. each other in their own development. So if we compare uh, 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 science as a fruit tree, uh, those uh, uh, fruits uh, that are within our reach are already picked. Yeah. So the most uh, the, the most important the most a uh, uh, pioneering part is totally beyond our reach. Yeah. So what 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 can we do? We we then uh, turn to information and communication. Yeah. Beyond information and communication it seems to me and there's no uh, breakthrough uh, in our near side. So is there a way to um think about that
0: vicious circle from the outside, Is science can science fiction itself have a role to play in changing that locked relationship? In other words, <laughs>
1: is there just like a different way of thinking about it? Uh, you assigned uh, a mission uh, of science fiction that is too sublime, <laughs> uh, too solid. Superman. Superman. <laughs> uh, to, uh,
0: I continue to see science
1: fiction as part of uh, a popular culture. Mm-hmm. If it can help uh. uh, uh, uh uh, the humans, if, uh, if it can help the readers open up uh, their horizon, um, inspire them to explore even more, uh, that, will, uh, that will be a huge success already.
0: Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I think this relates to our next question, which is the second element of the term, uh, Kehuan, that is fantasy. Um, So the question would be about the relationship between fantasy and the real, or the word realism, which is obviously a key part of modern fiction. And so the question would be about realism and your... Does realism have a role in your literary formation? Do you think of science fiction as a form of realism?
1: Um, My personal view is that... Uh, there should not be just one single paradigm for science fiction. There should be uh, various kinds of science fiction. Mm. So, of course, um, uh, some writers will use science fiction, uh, will use the, 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 the elements of fantasy uh, to allegorize reality, Mm -hmm. to be critical of reality and to uh, represent and reflect upon reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, This kind of science fiction uh, uh, gained a a, a particular term uh, in Chinese. Chinese critics (coughs) uh, 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 like to call this kind of science fiction as science fantasy realism. Mm. Uh, But for me, I'm not interested in this uh, uh, approach, in this tradition, uh, in this tendency. Uh, I'm not uh, uh, interested in allegorizing, criticizing, and uh, 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 representing reality. Mm. Uh, Mm. uh, For me, the most valuable, the most precious uh, part of uh, uh, science fiction uh, is that we can build a world entirely based on imagination. Mm-hmm. That kind of pure, uh, uh, everything is purely up in the air. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, 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 fantastic imagination is well, why mm-hmm. I l- love science fiction. Mm-hmm. I remember one historian uh, 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 said this, so what is the difference between human species from other species? Mm-hmm. That is, we have uh, the capability of using our imagination to build something. Mm. And yet you love
0: Tolstoy also. And Tolstoy, he builds, but he's such, he builds inside, I mean, he builds inside the Napoleonic War. So do you see what you're doing as like Tolstoy? Do you know what I mean? The realism in Tolstoy is that he's committed to the facts that we already know happened. And then the imagination is inside that. Do
1: you, yeah. uh, then let me tell you uh, what uh, role realism uh, plays in my work. Mm. For me, realism is the platform, is the takeoff ground for mm-hmm. my imagination. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, I start with realism, but my goal is to reach the the pure imaginary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going back to the role of uh, imagination. Uh, the, the role the uh, imagination played in our evolution uh, as human species. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking ahead, uh, this imagination, this creation of uh, non-actual might be the only capability uh, with which uh, we can surpass uh, artificial intelligence. <laughs> so I think we should not uh, drag uh, science fiction down uh, from the level uh, fantasy down yeah. to the level of realism. Rather, we would like uh, I would like to have science fiction up in the air, yeah. uh, creating something that is totally non-actual. Uh, but there is also a kind of. Uh, 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 question of practic- uh, practical consideration. For Chinese readers, they, they like to start with uh, uh, representation of reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, vastly uh, uh, different from the tradition of Western science fiction. Uh, Western science fiction sometimes uh, drags the airs the, the of the reader uh, uh, and then uh, lifts everyone uh, uh, off the ground and throw uh, everyone into the thin air. But uh, uh, for Chinese reader, you need to have a, a slow build-up of this fantasy. So mm-hmm. you still need realism. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to, to further explain the role of realism in my work, we can use the metaphor of kites. Mm-hmm. Uh, my imagination can be high in, uh, in the air, mm-hmm. but we still have a thin line linking it back to reality. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a stabilizing force in my work.
0: And so that would be a distinction from fantasy, is that right? Uh,
1: yes, I do feel you know that's what distinguishes uh, uh, my work from fantasy. The genre of fantasy, in my view, is different from the genre of uh, science fiction, even though in Chinese, science fiction can mean science fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, science fiction is uh, 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 surreal, but never supernatural. Mm-hmm. But in the general fantasy, you can go supernatural. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this leads uh, me back to my kind of uh, uh, interpretation of mythology. Mm. Uh, so we have a kind of uh, misunderstanding of mythology today. We believe that mythology is uh, fiction. Mm-hmm. But think of uh, uh, the primitives, who uh, who are the uh, the, the, re- uh, the the recipient of uh, mythology. For them, mythology is reality. In our contemporary culture, I think science fiction is the only uh, uh, literary genre that can replace the role of mythology mm. because in science fiction, uh, even though it's pure fantasy, there is a sense of truthfulness Mm. Uh, whereas the genre of fantasy will never be able to provide that sense of uh, uh, truthfulness yeah i see that Mm.
0: so so i think this last your last answer connects with our question about virtual reality and so uh you know in the first volume of your wonderful three body problem trilogy It begins both with real history and, of course, with the idea of virtual reality, the online game of the three-body problem. And we're very interested in that idea of the setting of the VR game, which is a narrative strategy that enables a representation of something that is, by nature, unrepresentable. So the question is about how you think about virtual reality and the new frontier of the virtual universe, which is created in both in the inward looking individual and the community by all kinds of innovative new media by social media, video games, online communication. And so one uh, simple form of the question, are you a big fan of video games, of virtual reality devices or apps or platforms of social media? Have you been really interested and immersed in that kind of subculture? Um, so, that would maybe be a beginning way of that question.
1: So, I'm totally open to the uh, uh, media inversion, the age of uh, uh, media-related innovations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not uh, uh, in resistance uh, against this trend. Mm -hmm. Although I have to admit, uh, my screen time is kind of limited, Mm -hmm. and it is reserved in general uh, to uh, uh, work-related matters, Uh Uh, I'm I'm actually quite interested in uh, uh, spending more time uh, uh, on the screen, but it's just because I'm too busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a short period of time, I was really passionate about. Video game, but mm. that was the video game before internet. Uh-huh. That was the yeah. time when uh, Windows was not yet o- uh, yeah. out there. Uh, but uh, how how did that fascination uh, disappear? Looking back, uh, I would say that's because you know I I got super busy with my work with my family, yeah. so that uh, the <coughs> love for video game uh, uh, started to 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 take the back seat. Yeah. Uh, For me, I think today we need to pay attention to one uh, important tendency, a trend of uh, uh, information technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, The advances of information technologies uh, uh, create a new uh, uh, situation in which uh, many of our desires and needs can be met in virtuality Mm -hmm. or in the world of internet. So as of now, as we're talking, I think the desire, the human desires that can be fulfilled in virtuality, in internet, only account for a small fraction of human desires. But I have no doubt that in the future, uh, maybe in near future, almost all human desires, or let's say all human desires, Mm Can be fulfilled in the worlds created by VR, AI, and the internet.
0: Mm.
1: So uh, for me, the immediate outcome of this is a change of humanity. The human civilization will be changed from a an outward looking civilization into an inward looking mm. civilization. So how do I uh, uh, dif- uh, differentiate these two types of human civilization? Mm. For me, the uh, uh our looking uh, civilization is defined by the age of uh, great uh, 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 ocean navigations, mm, the discovery mm-hmm. of uh, new continents. Mm-hmm. That's a desire of uh, 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 discovering new grounds of uh, uh, human development. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in the probably future, Uh, Inward-looking civilization, this desire seems to be uh, Mm. non-functional. In the short term, an inward-looking civilization is a civilization of happiness. Mm -hmm. Everyone is happy. Uh, But in the long term, uh, there's no uh, future uh, prospects. Mm. For the inward-looking civilization. So I have a solid belief. This is this might just be me, but this is my solid belief. We might have a really prosperous uh, uh, a future uh, uh, in storage uh, in store for us. But if in that future there's no interstellar travel for mm-hmm. me, there this is not a good future for humans. Mm. Mm. So I have a horrible uh, dystopia in my mind that is uh, in that uh, future of inward-looking civilization. Mm. The Earth, uh, the the ecology of the Earth will be restored. You will have uh, (coughs) uh, uh, reforestation. You will have uh, the best ecological Mm -hmm. uh, 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 surface of the world. And then in this world, you cannot see any single Uh, 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 human individual. You only have a huge cave in which you have a super computer. Mm -hmm. In that super computer live uh, 10 billion human beings, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. these 10 billion human beings are happy. Mm -hmm. And for me, this happiness is horrible. Mm -hmm. We already have some uh, signs of that kind of life. Uh, let's take uh, any uh, big metropolitan cities mm-hmm. if you live in Beijing or New York mm-hmm. from your birth certificate to your death certificate you do not need to leave a room that has Wi-Fi mm. so you can spend all your life yep. uh, in a internet environment mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, wow that that's
0: a that is a dark vision for technology and for science yeah. yeah. Uh, like the the machine stops by E.M. Forster. Do you know this story? E.M. Uh, 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 e. Forster. It. Oh, Yeah. I yeah. Watched, yeah. Watched. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. It, everyone lives underground inside <laughs> a, a honeycomb. It's <laughs> like bees, like bees in a honeycomb.
1: So think about it, E.M. Forster. Uh, his, his work, I think, is uh is from uh, early twentieth century. Yeah, yeah. It's already predicted. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um can we ask you a question about translation? So your masterpieces are read and interpreted all over the world. Non-Chinese speakers, like me, (laughs) come to this work through translation. Um, And I've met your translator, actually, Ken Liu, Mm -hmm. uh, here in Boston. Um, During your early years, you read science fiction classics like Verne and Wells in Chinese translation. So the question is, how do you feel about being translated? Are you worried about things being lost in translation? Or are you excited about translation as a second life, as something that would be gained in transcultural rewriting?
1: Conventionally speaking, we believe, you know, there there has to be a certain loss uh, uh, between two languages when we do translingual trans, uh, uh, translation. Mm-hmm. The more the writers uh, 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 root their works deeply into their national cultures, the more loss they face in mm-hmm, translation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my example is Mo Yan, who received a Nobel Prize uh, uh, less a decade ago. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, to translate Mo yeah, means you have to lose something Uh, lose something that is truly Chinese. Mm. Uh, But in this regard, uh, science fiction is a happy exception. I see, yeah. Because in China, science fiction is 100% uh, foreign uh, importation. Mm. So for example, uh, many concepts we use in Chinese science fiction are originally uh, uh, Western concepts, Mm. uh, Western words, Western terms. And therefore, it's a little bit easier for our translators to Mm. bring them back to uh, Western languages. Uh, More important is the nature of science fiction as a form of uh, fictional storytelling. Mm. In a story of science fiction, uh, humanity always appears in its totality Mm -hmm. rather than in different nations. Uh, therefore, uh, in line uh, uh, in line of this, uh, we can uh, follow. Uh, we, we can also say, science fiction poses the questions uh, that are shared by the whole human community. Science fiction does not simply pose questions uh, that are unique to uh, a single. Ethnical group, one single community, or one single nation state. Mm-hmm. Uh, since science fiction responses uh, response to the crises uh, confronting humanity as a whole, uh, science fiction becomes the uh, the a genre that is particularly suitable for transnational, transcultural communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to my own work, I'm particularly lucky, uh, and I'm luckier than most of uh, science fiction writers. So uh, I have two uh, really wonderful translators. And so when my work uh, is in their hands, I can uh, assure you my work is not lost in translation. my mm-hmm. work, uh, gains a lot mm-hmm. in translation <laughs> uh, what uh, so it, it's no exaggeration on my part to say that uh, uh, the literary quality of my uh, uh, English translation uh, is <laughs> better than my original yeah uh, and uh, I don't be- you, I don't believe that <laughs> if you if you can read, in English, then just go by my English, <laughs> by by the English translation of my work.
0: So we actually have a related question, which is not about transla- translation, but about adaptation. So uh, the sort of next question, specifically, you were the "Wandering Earth" was just turned into a film, but I was wondering about the question of adaptation of uh, of you know science fiction that is originally written. Gets turned into film. So you talked about Kubrick before, and what an impact he had on you. So clearly, science fiction can live as film, or it can live as words on the page. What is your thought about the the that kind of translation, the adaptation from the from the page onto the screen?
1: Uh, this is yet another uh, firm belief of mine. That is, uh, science fiction is particularly suitable to visual representation, uh, even more suitable uh, 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 than uh, the literary form. So for traditional uh, science fiction writers, uh, they seem to uh, uh, have a kind of obsession with the power of language, Mm -hmm. of the magical literary power of language. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, Even if we uh, acknowledge that kind of uh, literary power, we have to say, uh, uh, in face of science fiction imagination, that power is still weak. Uh, As science fiction deals with uh, non-actual worlds that has never existed in reality, Mm. uh, the mere medium of language is sometimes not sufficient. So I try really hard uh, uh, to use language uh, to match the immense uh, uh, images in my mind. Mm -hmm. But eventually, I have to say uh, I failed. So for example, the the long passage of my description of the travel of the Earth through a solar system, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a long passage, but I don't think it's successful. But in the film, it's just one second, and Mm -hmm. it's very effective. Mm
0: Did did you were you involved? Did you speak with the director or the screenwriters as the film was being made? Did, was that was that was that vision of the film? Did you was it your vision?
1: Uh, uh my view is that uh, literature and film are two entirely different uh, forms of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to leave uh, a gray room of uh, uh, creative freedom for the filmmakers. Mm. So I participated, but uh, my participation was very limited. Uh, Judging from the history of uh, cinema, so when an original uh, author was involved in film adaptation, it it, it will always mean catastrophe. (laughs) It will always mean trouble. uh, Because the original author would be very easy uh, uh, trapped in a Uh, self-centered, persistent narcissism. And uh, that would never help uh, the film adaptation at all.
0: Um, So this is a very open-ended question, but do you think of yourself as having a a message or messages for your audiences?
1: Uh, So 90% of my efforts, are about telling a creative, compelling story. Uh, The focus is always, uh, for my uh, striving as a writer, the focus is always the compelling storytelling. If there's some message in my work, that's either an afterthought Mm. when the work is finished or the interpretation of my beloved critics. Uh, so, going back to your question, is there a thematic uh, allegorical drive, is there a allegorical message I want to convey? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, in particular, I'm always uh, fascinated and surprised by how rich the interpretation of my work mm-hmm. has become. Uh, So many rich implications of my work uh, are never in my mind, but they have been produced by Mm -hmm. the interpreters. Mm -hmm.
0: So I think we have a final pair of questions. And the question is what you think the future of science fiction is. And I think we could think about is this future in writing? Is it in film? Maybe is it in virtual reality or in, in AI? Uh, and then more specifically, a question about the future of your own writing. Where do you think you're heading next? What, what what sort of projects are you working on?
1: First off, I think the future of science fiction is very uncertain. And in this regard, it's very similar to any literary form. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's uh, in this country, that is the United States, or elsewhere. The golden age of science fiction is gone. Uh, we are already in the age of decline. Uh. Uh, so I was said, uh, we're trying to uh, 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 sail the boat uh, while the boat is sinking. Mm. China might be an exception because of the rapid modernization, because mm. of the uh, f- futurity of mm. uh, contemporary mm-hmm. Chinese life. There is still rich soil for Uh, science fiction to grow. Uh, So uh, there is a bright prospect of science fiction in China, but not for science fiction literature. Mm. It's for science fiction uh, uh, cinema and TV shows. Mm. Both um, the size of the uh, community of science fiction writers and the size of the uh, reader population uh, are pretty... Uh, uh, are relatively small in Mm. China, even Mm -hmm. today. So for science fiction as a literary genre, uh, the future is definitely not bright. Mm. Uh, As a writer, of course, I will continue to write. And my goal is to try something that I haven't touched upon. Mm. Um, But in the meanwhile, I would like to devote uh, a certain amount of my energy to uh, the adaptation of science fiction in film and oh, TV. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for Chinese science fiction blockbusters, uh, the, f- the the prospect is really bright, and uh, I even believe in near future, China, uh, Chinese science fiction cinema may be on the equal footing uh, with Hollywood. Mm. China will be. Uh, alternative to Hollywood in terms of uh, uh, producing uh, science fiction blockbusters.
0: Can I ask you more, when you say adaptation, do you mean, will you write original things for film and TV, or will you take your own work and turn it into
1: film and television? Uh, so I don't believe uh, uh, I will uh, uh, try my hands on, on, sc- uh, on the writing of screenplays. I don't think an original uh, literary writer will be a good uh, screenplay writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the best way for me to uh, move forward is to create original literary works of science fiction and then let uh, the industry of cinema do the adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, screenplay writer uh, has no freedom uh, his or her freedom is limited by the producing company, mm-hmm. by the censorship, mm-hmm. and by the markets. Mm-hmm. But as a literary writer, I have the freedom. Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoy, and that's what mm-hmm. I can uh, 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 uh I really detest uh, that kind of situation that every screenplay writes uh, finds him or, or her in. That is, whenever you write a line, you need to think about whether my audience will like it or mm-hmm. dislike it. Mm-hmm. I hate that. For science fiction uh, movie uh, uh, screenplay uh, writes, this is a kind of inevitable uh, uh, uh uh, Inevitable imprisonment of all these calculations because uh, science fiction blockbuster has a really high budget. Mm -hmm. You have to think, uh, take that into consideration, and think about audience. Um, As a writer, uh, I don't want to do that. Mm. (laughs) Poo, do you have any final questions? Actually, I think
0: I'm fine. So.
1: I think time is perfect. Yeah, I yeah. think the
0: timing is perfect. So, yeah. so Mr. Liu, thank you. This has been an amazing conversation. Hey, yeah. It's a huge pleasure. Thank you.